Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome back to How To Be Sound, presented by me, Rosemary McCabe. Each episode features a different person I've deemed to be sound, or in some way interesting, sitting down and answering all of the nosy questions that you probably shouldn't ask other people. So today's episode is on a rather niche topic, although actually I should probably say that every episode because the one before last was about wrestlers, so maybe they're all niche. But this one is about having curly hair and features Gabriella Strano, whose blog, curlycolleen.ie, is a veritable what's what of curly hair with product and styling recommendations, other curly influencers to follow, and a full breakdown of what's called the curly girl method, a method of styling curly hair that was put into a book of the same name, the curly girl method, by Lorraine Massey, and I'll link to that in the show notes with my Amazon affiliate, please use it in case you want to invest. Gabriella, welcome to my humble abode. Thank you so much. Before we get started, I wanted to get a bit of a disclaimer out of the way, right? There's a big difference between being white, middle class or relatively affluent and having curly hair and being, say, black American or black African. And while I am going to talk about some of the different ways in which curly haired people are like discriminated against or maligned, it's in the context of all of that. And it's a little bit tongue in cheek as well, because I know that we're well... I mean, I think, well, I was going to say we're not crying into our pillow at night, but I definitely did cry at more than one, on more than one occasion. But I'm just not suggesting that the curly haired among us are oppressed. Although I do believe that there is such a thing as straight hair privilege. There's a difference between the curly hair movement and the natural hair movement. And I think yes. white people have no business being involved in the natural hair movement. That's very different. But the curly one... Yes. I actually love the idea of a whole load of girls from Dublin being like, we've given up the GHD and we're, we're part of the natural hair movement. <laughs> no, no, please don't. Please do not do that. People I quite like that. A few facts to get us started. This is very unusual for me. According to a report shared online entitled, bear with me, common variants in the trichohyalin gene are associated with great with straight hair in Europeans. Great hair. That was a Freudian slip. I do think <laughs> straight hair people have great hair. 45% of Europeans have straight hair, 40% have wavy hair, and just 15% of ethnic Europeans are born with curly hair. So I'll share a link to that in the show notes as well if you want to do a major deep dive. And in case you wondered why or how some people end up curly while others stay totally straight, that's to do with hair follicles. So if your follicles are symmetrical, the hair grows to be straight. And if the follicles are asymmetrical, the hair will grow to be curly. I kind of feel like it's like, you know, when you'd, you'd have Play-Doh or Fimo or something and you'd be squeezing it out of a hole. If the hole is, if the hole is curly, the hole is oval. curly. If the hole is oval, it'll come curly. Oval. And, and so what are like straight people have little round holes? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yes, they do. <laughs> and according to science.com, curly hair is a dominant gene type but will only be passed along if one parent has straight hair and the other is curly with varying degrees of curliness. So you might have a child with like semi-curly hair, wavy hair. Gabriella, is that true for you? Are your parents one of each? Are they, do they both have curly hair? No. So my dad has incredibly curly hair. He is Italian, Sicilian. If grandma was listening, she would slap my wrist and say we are Sicilian. That is very important. His hair is insanely curly. Like he would literally just pull a curl out from the top of his head, snip it and it will bounce back in. It's like a mini fro almost. And certainly careful, careful, caution. Be careful. This is not Afro hair we're talking about. This is not Afro hair, but it was very fro-like. And then my mum just has the typical thick, wavy Irish hair that has a bit of a kink to it. But I definitely got my curls from my dad. And out of all of my siblings, I am the curliest. Oh, but do you all have curly hair? Yeah. All all from my dad, yeah. We all have curly hair, but I... Seems that the eldest the, the sister, she just got a bit of a wave and then Ooh. the next sister got a bit more of a curl and then I'm the youngest and got all the curls. So the, the pairing got more potent as we went Could on. be, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know what? It's actually the same in my family. My dad has curly hair and my gran on my dad's side had curly hair. But I don't, like you wouldn't know he has curly hair because it's quite short. I was going to say, does he straighten it too? Like, <laughs> well, now, like now he's old and it's just fluffy. Now right, my hair okay. just gets yeah. fluffy. Yeah. And my sister had curly hair when she was younger and now she has four kids. And with the fourth kid, the last curl 
And she pushed out that last child, the, the last, last curl, curl came out of her head and that was the end of that. I've heard that a lot. I know a lot of people lose their curls either during pregnancy or after childbirth and a lot of other people seem to get pubes out of... <laughs> Well, that's, that's, one of, that's one of the insults when they that people, people throw at you. <laughs> I have more than once had people say that I had pubes on my head. Well, it's very rude, when they but accurate. puberty, all of a sudden their straight hair goes curly. I don't fall into any of those categories. I've had curly hair since I was a baby. I so didn't I. get curlier when I hit puberty and I didn't lose my curls or get curlier either during pregnancy or since child. I've literally just had curly hair all the time. Consistently curly. Consistently curly. Apart from the years when I was ironing it, like on an actual ironing board. That's very retro. Are you the same age as my mom? I might be. (laughs) It was before the days of GHDs. And if you wanted a GHD, you had to drive all the way into Dublin to get one. And where are you from? Oh, that's a long question. I... How do I answer? Will I give you the short one or the long one? You can give whichever one you want. I'll give you... Okay, so... I mean, if, if the long one is incredibly interesting... It is. the long one. Okay. So I'm half Irish, half Italian. Sicilian. Sicilian. Sorry. Excuse me. Listen, I'm looking out for granny. Please do. Born in San Francisco. Do you have an American passport? I do. Oh my God. At the time, it was the gay capital city of the world. And fun story, my mum was due, like most Irish women that go over to America, get knocked up due to be (laughs) deported. And so her gay best friend said... Sure, I'll marry you and you'll get a green card and then you can have the baby. That is how to be sound. Isn't it? Exemplified. Like way before Will and Grace and having a gay best friend. (laughs) Way before it was cool, my mom had a gay best friend who married her. And I have his name on my birth cert. So Gabriella Strano is my Sicilian, this is what I'm known as. But my actual name is, and it is the gayest name you could ever have. He must, I hope he made it up. Deschalfont Mims. Is my actual surname. What? Yes. De Chalfant Mims. De Chalfant Is he Mims. French? De Chalfant Mims. His first name is Quentin. Oh. I don't know. <laughs> Quentin De Chalfant Mims. That's amazing. Hi, Dad. How are you? Um, and sorry, where was your Sicilian dad as your mum was over? I was the result of a one night stand on a second date. Oh, sorry. That's actually very rude. No, it's... <laughs> like, where's your dad now? Where is my dad? Last I heard he was somewhere in Bangkok. But I do not know. But he gave me these curls, so. But all of your siblings have curls, so your mum obviously has a type. No, Well, no, you see, I don't actually have any full siblings. We're all half and step and fostered and all sorts of things. But all the ones that came Listen, from my dad. born in San Francisco, it's no wonder. You wouldn't get that now if you'd been born in Drogheda. <laughs> no, you wouldn't. I'm telling you. <laughs> no. And so where the did you go? Did you live in England for a while? Yeah, so we Because came... I'm detecting an accent. You are. After that big massive earthquake in 1989... My mum's parents in Oldcastle in County Meath were like, what kind of hellhole are you trying to raise that child? You need to come home. So we came home. You can always trust the Irish parents to panic at oh. a natural disaster. Uh, <laughs> yeah. That's their it good was for that. fairly. It was fairly up there, in fairness to them. But mum went from 1989 San Francisco to 1989 <gasps> rural Ireland. Oh and it was it was too much. So some of her siblings were in England and they said, come on over here. We're at least 20 years ahead. We're still behind San Francisco, but it won't be such a shock. So we went to England and stayed there for six years and then came home in the mid-90s. And my older siblings and cousins and all that still live there. And so I've never been away from the accent long enough to lose it. But they all think that I sound Irish. Everyone here says I sound English. Sometimes an American accent will come out out of nowhere. And I don't really... So when people say, where are you from? I feel like I don't have an answer. I don't think you sound... English or Irish I think it's very clear that you sound both if okay. you know what I mean okay. like to me it's very clear that you've Support spent a lot tongue. of time here and yes. there's some English in there as well yes. there's yes. a certain words that you say when you're like it's grand and you're like okay totally Irish exactly and then yeah, if yeah. I'm on the phone to someone from back in England like any of my friends oh, or yeah, something of course. then I am like as English as the but day but listen I, I watched one episode of Vicky Patterson's The Breakup and I spent the whole oh, day talking Georgie? like I was from Newcastle okay <laughs> like I was having the best time <laughs> yeah. What was it like for you growing up with curly hair? Like, I know that sounds kind of silly, 
but it's kind but it is a minority thing. No, it thing. is a huge thing. It yeah, is and like thing. as children we're so conditioned and socialized to look for similarities, so to look for people who look like us. And I for one, like I was definitely teased about my hair a lot when I was growing up and I, I felt really annoyed. I was like, why the fuck do I have this hair? But did your dad have curly hair and was he around? So my dad was around, but he and, and he had curly hair, but really, really short and he never wore curly. Okay. You know what I mean? So like yeah. he's pretty much been kind of shaving his head or I think like shaving it to a number seven. Or I think when he was working, and I can't remember, I must try and find photographs. I think he was probably doing like a comb down. Right. Like okay. not a comb over. No. Like, dad, uh, yeah. I'm not throwing you under the bus, but like a bit of a... You know, let's wet it a bit and come yeah. flat. Yeah. So he sort of like, he never wore it curly. Yeah. So for me, it was really as much as a white girl in England can have. It was really hard for me growing up with my curly hair because my mum didn't have curly hair. I don't look anything like my mum. If you want to know what my dad looks like, look at my face and imagine shorter hair. And with my dad and that side of the family was where all the knowledge was on how to look after my hair. So... My mum had zero clue. I looked like a love child of like Wurzel Gummidge and Macy Gray, if you can imagine such a mm, thing. Like she didn't know look. anything. And so I often went around looking like I'd been dragged through a hedge backwards, being told by people that that's what I looked like. Mm. And then I remember when I was just about, we'd moved over from, from England to Ireland, just about starting new school, sounding with an English accent. And my mum says, I know just what to do for your hair. I've got it and I was like oh god right okay was well she got the men's razor and stuck like the number I don't know four or something in it and stuck it in my root and then like dragged it through and I came out looking like Rod Stewart from like circa <gasps> 81 maybe with that I mean that sounds kind of cool like it's not cool when because, you're 12 <laughs> so, like, <laughs> so we have very like a very parallel experience right in that in primary school, like my distinct memories are of being sat in front of the fire while my, while my hair was almost dry and having my mum brush it. Oh, and literally, like you wouldn't know if the crackling was coming from the fire or, or my your hair. hair. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And you'd be and, and, and like she'd be there going, "Stop making such a fuss!" But it's like, oh, she'd agony. like wrap you around the head with the like yeah. bang with the brush. It's so yeah. sore. And then when I was going into secondary school, just before the summer in sixth class, m- my mom and dad and my sister and I were going to Turkey for two weeks. We're staying in an apartment. Like this is relevant, I swear. Yeah. My mom was the, like, the white girl. Yeah. <laughs> my mom's like, you know, it'd be real handy now if you just cut your hair. So I shaved my head oh. to a number seven. Wow. And she just had did. no, I mean, it was, it was very handy, I have to say. <laughs> but I then went into secondary school looking with a shaved head. Mm. And then I got braces. And then the orthodontist was like, you know what's new? Gold braces. Do you want to try them? So I basically had a shaved head and a grill. Wait a but so, well, so mine I got think, worse that time because my hair looked so awful. I says, "Mum, you've got to be kidding me! You can't do this to me." She's not a hairdresser, and I says, "You need to, you need to like trim this up a bit to, so I less of a mullet." And she kept getting it odd the whole way. <gasps> so in the end, she used the width of her finger as a measurement around my whole head. Oh, so you basically had pretty much a little cloud head as well. Uh-huh, yeah, like it, literally the width of your finger, and that's how I went into new school with an English accent in an Irish. Rural. I mean, the thing is, to be honest, going into a rural Irish school with an English accent, they were always going to hate you. Exactly. exactly. So it was grand. I mean, yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. the hair wasn't wasn't helping, but it yeah. like <laughs> wasn't hindering no. really either. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure once they got to know you, they loved you. By fourth year, a few of them loved you. Well, this was I went into second. I went into national school, and I went straight into fourth or fifth class. And there was it was so rural. There was me and one other girl. So. Yeah. In the class? Yeah, that was just, just us two. We were always bonged in with whichever class was nearest us in like, this is you know, you're with fourth or you're with fifth or whatever. So, yeah. Oh my God, hilarious. So you kind of had to be friends. Oh, yeah, she had no choice. Are you still friends with her? I Well, like Facebook friends. Oh, like, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, cute. Kind of, yeah, 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 yeah. Did anybody ever call you like inventive names? No, because in some ways, maybe a blessing. When I hit puberty and went into secondary school, I went from having no boobs to like a D. Oh, so you were just a ride? Instantly. No, far from a ride. I did not know about how to look after my curly hair. So it was... I was just going to say, I didn't know how to look after my boobs. And I was like, well, they just, you <laughs> no. don't really need to do anything. So the, the, the boobs were more like, that was literally in your face. I didn't know what to do with them or how to like walk. With these massive boobs. So that kind of took all the attention away from my hair, if that and makes so, sense. And so like, did people, did people tease you about these massive breasts? Oh or? yeah, like it was, it was a, yeah, it was just, I'm, I was the one that had the massive boobs in school. Yeah. Oh my God, I wish I'd been the one with the massive boobs 
instead of the I shaved head and the grill. I like, looked into having a boob reduction because it was it was affecting me. Again, first world problems. But oh, no, but I mean, I, like, I totally get it. Like, yeah. At that age, everything's difficult. You know what I mean? You don't want someone to look at you when you're coughing. Yeah, You exactly. cough and people look at you and you're like, oh my God, I yeah. wish my buddy hadn't done that to me. Yeah. Greater. <laughs> but like, I got, I got quite good names. So like, well, I was called Sideshow Bob for a while, right? Fine. Yeah. Then I was called Cloudhead. Right. Which is also pretty accurate. And then somebody took it to the next step and started calling me Hiroshima Head. Oh. Which is pretty inventive, <laughs> to be fair. But like, No lies lost in the making of this hair. Well, almost. Almost, yeah, almost. <laughs> Several burns occurred, I'm sure. I've got so many messages lately, actually, from people who have curly-haired children. Yes. And have I have to. no idea what to do. Yeah. And they keep going, like, how do I make it more manageable or how do I make it less naughty? Mm. And I just keep having terrible flashbacks to this, like, sitting in front of the fire. Yeah. But, like, what... Did your mum ever put eggs and oil in your hair? Oh, yeah. My mum put... Definitely eggs. Mayonnaise. crack an egg on my head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, And yeah. then a few glugs of olive oil. Mm-hmm. And then she would put like a Tesco's bag, plastic bag on oh, my yeah. head. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, I definitely I'm had this done. pretty sure that this isn't okay, mum. Yeah. But she had no clue. So she's yeah. like, I don't know and what then, to do. And then you try to rinse it out. And if uh, the water's too hot, the egg curls. scrambles. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Revolting. It's <laughs> revolting. It's awful. But I mean, maybe that's like a weird Irish mom thing and not a curly thing. It, well, people do try and do things like eggs and, and things like that for protein but the thing is the molecules are so big that they're never actually going to penetrate your hair shaft so you're just cracking an egg on your head for no reason and it does give shine nobody wants to but, crack an egg on your head for no reason no, I know there better be a reason about this what do you say to like if you get messages from people who are like I have a kid or what do you do with your own kids sorry so more with my own kids my son has very thick coarse hair and I remember he just desperately wanted to look like Harry Styles from One Direction you know when he had like the floppy yeah. and I was like son that is never going to happen his hair literally just goes up and out like it never falls so we keep his hair quite short and he does of course use Curly Girl Method products for gel I let him so, so for gel I find the best thing for no frizz is KY jelly lube right just please <laughs> what age is your son well he's 10 right so here's the thing at the moment if he sees KY jelly in the house he, he just thinks, just it's, thinks for hair. it's for your hair and this is an automatically this is like all the other things he's gonna be so has. happy when he realizes it's a multi-use product I feel like when it the, it dawns on him and having the chats with his mates and they are talking about what they do with it and he's gonna be like lads what are you doing you just got it all wrong it's for your hair and then when they're like what do you mean no and he's gonna have the conversation well no my mom's been putting that in my hair since i was like hey listen, and then listen maybe oh. you should tell him like not now na- I'm, I'm not saying necessarily you now time, you think maybe but i yeah. think maybe you should break it to him before someone else does yeah because i mean i always carry some in my handbag and it's like if i'm out and about and it's a bit frizzy like imagine if he had a sports day at school and he brought it in to do his hair <laughs> afterwards <laughs> <laughs> yeah i definitely feel like i'm scarring him from a very young age but like, about his curls you know what's quite interesting about that to me is that when when people message me and say what like what can i do with my kids hair i get the impression that they don't really want to use products the same way like p- people i think associate using products and hair with putting makeup on and they're like you know my kids are too young i'm not giving them yeah. gel i'm not giving yeah. them whereas i keep trying to impress upon people that i'm like no curly hair doesn't work like that no you need to use some products you need to deep condition you need to stop fucking brushing it. And then one yes. of them was like, but it's so naughty. Oh, I'm like, no, no. It doesn't matter. You no. shouldn't be, you shouldn't even know. You shouldn't be running your fingers through And you it. see, the thing is with the whole product thing of like, I don't want to put products on my hair, is that regular products that you buy that are not Curly Girl approved are horrendously harsh. But the ones that have no sulfates and no silicones and things like that, I use them on the dog. I use them on the kids. I use them on me. The products, if you are buying the right products that are Curly Girl approved, then it's absolutely fine to put. Like if you read, if it, once you know and you actually look at the ingredients of like Johnson Johnson baby shampoo, you're like, why did I ever think that was fine to put on a newborn baby? Never mind anything else like it's horrendous what did Johnson and Johnson do recently it came out oh, that God. they had known about the presence of asbestos in their talcum powder in, in the 80s but that they had known about it and kept selling it and they had later then denied the knowledge so wow. I'm against them now yes unless they want to advertise on my podcast yes in which case I'll say they're great yeah. <laughs> um, okay look I think it's really important to get this out of the way what is what the fuck is the curly girl method because I mean it's easy yeah. to talk about it and go oh the curly girl curly girl approved what is it but also 
break it down because, and I'm like pointing now going, yeah. because when okay. I looked it up, I keep keeps getting very complicated. It does. It does get very complicated and people do like to complicate it. And in essence, it's actually very simple. So the curly girl method is basically not using any heat styling tools on your hair, which does not include a diffuser, but things like wands, tongs, in stylers, irons, GHDs, all the various contraptions that you put near your hair. All of the things that we have to buy out of life's pink tax because I'm imagining if there are any yeah. men that have got this far in this episode right. they're like what, like, what, yeah. what are all these what's things? here for me <laughs> like you fools we're, we're just here like playing our Xbox yeah. and drinking beer yeah oh my god I'm such, I'm such a so no lady. heat styling no brushing you've got two brushes on your body they are your hands and your fingers that is all that you need to brush and detangle <laughs> <laughs> well you, you were mistaken me for bush I definitely meant brush um, and then no sulfates no silicones no waxes and no harsh drying alcohols and that's it which can sound a lot to people like what but a silicone so it's a vicious cycle think of it this way so in your shampoos that you use if you're not curly girl they are loaded with sulfates and they really dry out the hair so they are stripping your hair it's the same thing that's in washing detergent and that strips your hair so then your hair feels really dry and straw like but you need them if you have silicones in your styling products yes. don't you because so the silicones won't come out then what you do is you get a, a conditioner that's loaded with silicones which is a plastic which you then put on your hair which then coats your hair and makes it feel super soft and smooth and lovely but then in order to get that out which lately more and more research is saying that will do silicone do sulfates actually get silicones out your hair especially if you then use heat tools which then melt the plastic of the silicone into your hair shaft so really can you only cut it or grow it out but that's the vicious cycle so in order then to get those silicones out you then need the sulfates again so you've got to break that cycle of using the sulfates and the sil- you cannot just do the only, if you want to do one you can do the sulfates, which in this country with the hard water, the only thing to get hard lime scale out of your hair is disodium EDTA, which is in sulfate shampoos. But cut the like if you just start out with one thing, cut the silicones out. And that is in your conditioners and your styling products. And then things like waxes and things like that. And is it good. like this is a dummy question. Silicones for dummies. Is it written on the ingredients as silicone or are there certain things we should be looking out for? Please tell me all the chemical formulations yes, for silicone well, that there are. Let me just unwrap. I'll be like Joey and friends with the condoms or all the list. Um, the most common one. I don't remember that one. You don't remember that one? No. Of all, this is a very sexual thing I realised from my side between condoms and lube. And, and you keep saying shaft and, and I keep trying not to laugh. Because <laughs> I'm 11 years old. Yeah, because that's how, that's how to be sound. Um <laughs> Just like the way I dropped that in. Very good. So basically the most common silicone that you see in makeup as well as hair care products is dimethicone. And that's what most of them are. And it's usually like number three on the ingredients list. Anything that ends with a cone or a, like an X-ane. So X-A-N-E. I won't even try and pronounce it. But things that end with cones and exane and things like that they're all the silicones okay so um, the same way like anything that ends with cos in food is sugar anything that exactly. ends with cone is going to be silicone or or xane exactly okay exactly so those are the things to look out for and loads of brands are now onto this because the curly afro wavy hair industry oh yeah is like billions Oh yeah, yeah. So what brands are now doing are saying no sulfates, no silicones, no parabens on the front. But then when you flip it and look at the back, you're like, hmm, it may not say silicone. That is a silicone that you have in there under this name. So you got to really kind of know your yeah, know your stuff. Yeah, I I mean, I'd say it's interesting because for hair care people. Especially because we're moving into this kind of era of wellness where people are trying Mm -hmm. to use fewer products and Mm -hmm. put fewer things on their bodies. For the hair care people, I'd say the curly hairs are kind of the one remaining where they're going, we can fucking make millions of these because they're Absolutely. still using loads of shit in their hair because yeah. they have to. Yeah, exactly. But the but the thing is, you don't have to. Oh, That's the thing is that you think that I need I need an eight piece But I mean, you routine. need like, not that you need. You need specialist stuff. That's what yeah, you need. But I mean, yeah. so, so you need shampoo, yeah. conditioner, mm-hmm. deep conditioner, potentially, or a mask. Yeah. And then a styling product, whether that's a gel yeah. or a cream. Yeah. But if Miss. you have straight hair, you literally just need shampoo and conditioner. And yeah. I, like, 
Hashtag not all straight haired people. Yes, I know some yes, people, yes. you know, get flyaways and feel like their hair is wavy. Yeah. But I actually think there are probably just a lot of curly haired people who, who just misunderstand their curls. That is it. could be curly. 100%. There's so many people that they started off the curly girl method as a way of they wanted to have cleaner hair care products. And then lo and behold, they've got the most stunning waves yeah. and then sometimes even curls. And they're like, I had no idea that this was what those flyaways and those like, yeah. oh, if I go out, I get a bit poofy. I had no idea that it could actually be a curl. So basically everybody who thinks they don't have like poker straight hair should try the curly girl method because you might unleash your curls. Exactly. One of the things that I think straight haired people don't understand, I mean, there's so much, like they're just so privileged. Um, but when it comes to curly hair is how difficult it can feel to feel dressed up or done, right? Yeah. And I know for me, for example, that I used to straighten my hair before every job interview. Yeah. Because I or really... Date. Yeah, well, yeah. yeah, yeah, date actually, because I really believed, and I probably still believe, that curly hair makes you look a bit wild and unpredictable, you know, like in a job setting. Have you had the same experience or is that something, like my therapist will often be like, you literally have just made that You've up in made your head. That, no. Yeah. That is absolutely 100% true. There are various hashtags on Instagram of my curls are professional. It is true. There is this thing of like, I think people, some people instantly think of like Annie and Shirley <laughs> Temple and so that's associated, curls are, and so many kids and babies have curls and curls are often wrongly associated in people's minds as childish and immature yeah. and associated with children. And we're adults here, we're trying to have a board meeting. So can you and your childish curls just not yeah, interrupt yeah, us yeah. right now? You need to sort that out. You need to straighten that. You need to no flyaways. People do it for their weddings as well. Oh, because yeah. They're like, oh, no, this is like rigid and polished and, and I want to look my best. And I'm in, you know, seven pairs of Spanx and I cannot have, you know, my curls being unruly. I actually imagine nothing worse. A pair of Spanx <laughs> for the entire day. Like, I've worn them for a couple of hours before. I'm not, I'm not good at endurance sports. <laughs> that is an endurance <laughs> It just takes too much out of me. <laughs> yeah. But you know what? I also feel as if men in romantic settings or maybe dating or like when I used to go clubbing when I was a child. Back in the day. Yeah. I feel like men will assume things about me because of my hair, like that I'm that I'm laid back, right, which I absolutely am not. Or somebody once told me that they thought I'd be wild in bed. Yeah, all the time. Thank you. Okay, great. All the time. And that not only are you wild in bed, but maybe judging by the look of your hair, maybe you've just got out of bed from someone's bed or something like it is the connotations that they seem to associate with having curly hair and then if you like put a hoop on as well like a hoop earring oh my god as far as they're concerned this is another curly girl thing that i don't understand no like they do like you've got hoops and curly hair they are like and like add in bright clothes and yeah or boobs you're up for anything It, it seems to be what they and like i think as well it's like with Maybe this is a wrong assumption, but with straight girls, straight haired people's hair, there's this thing of like, don't mess it up, don't touch it. I'm very kept together. But with curly hair, it's like, you know what? Mess it up. This is interesting. Here's another thing that my therapist thinks I've made up. I always feel as if, so like me and my friends went on holidays a couple of years ago, probably like 10 years ago now for somebody's wedding in Spain, right? And one of the lads, like one of my friend's boyfriends kept joking about how he was going to throw me in the pool. Mm. and it was really fucking me off because I was mm. like you're not and, and like kept actively trying to throw me in the pool and I was like you're not <laughs> trying to do this to anyone else what is it about me that you feel like I would deal with this well because I fucking won't <laughs> like I was getting so stressed about it I was like every time he came near me like I nearly yeah. started crying because yeah. I, I was just I think I was also imagining <laughs> like because at the time I was quite paranoid about my weight in a way that like I'm probably heavier now but less paranoid about it so I wouldn't care as much but I was okay. really worried that he would try to lift me up and fail oh okay <laughs> So every time he came near me, I was like, don't even try. (laughs) But now I'm wondering, like, I think that is a perception because of hair. So I like, because the rest of my friends would be, would look very polished Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. in a way that I never really feel like I'm very polished. But also like that pool's going to ruin my hair too, buddy. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. On the other side of that, I, when I was about six months into my curly girl journey and still not knowing exactly what I was doing and I had what I thought were amazing curls and there was no frizz. It was all definition. I had some volume and I thought I looked the absolute shit. And I went round to my mum's and she burst into laughter and said that I looked like I had a black person's wig on. And I was... Oh, like like a weave. Something like that. But basically I looked like a black person with a wig on. And I was 
outraged and I was just like, how rude. And I put it up on a Facebook curly group and it's like 286 comments. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Glacier. And it was just that, so it's like, I can't win. So hang on a second. If my hair's poofy and frizzy and lots of volume, then I look unkempt and I'm not in control of my life. But yet if it's, you know, kind of kept to a certain, I've got some definition and no frizz, then I look like I'm wearing a wig. So like, what do you want from me? And then if I straighten it, people literally don't recognize me Mm -hmm. and I'm damaging my hair to fit someone else's perception of what is polished what is professional yeah, what what's is acceptable acceptable what is mature what is I've got my shit together yeah do you know what I mean and I mean I do think speaking of black hair it's important to note here as well that there's so much research and there's so much stuff especially on like Jezebel about how black women are treated in professional situations mm-hmm. when they have natural hair and that's what the whole yeah. natural hair movement is about is about being like being accepted as being professional and capable and educated with your natural hair yeah. and I think that problem is obviously like way exacerbated if you have an afro did you, you see the um, did you see the the thing it went viral on Instagram and I'm pretty sure YouTube there was a young boy in like mid teens in America doing a, a black black guy with afro hair but he had it like in not in cane rows or cornrows but in like some kind of a plait not loads of them they okay. weren't dreads and sorry I'm not completely down with the lingo of the different hairstyles but he was in a wrestling competition and everyone else was white the teachers, the judges, the other contestants. He's the only black guy in the gym. And they wouldn't let him compete because of his hair, even though he was about to wear a scrum cap or whatever the term is for wrestling. Oh my wrestling God, I cap. love the efforts they wear in American wrestling. Oh, my Lord. Stop. I'm not able for it. And they, they made him cut his hair <gasps> and he was surrounded by white people cutting, cutting his, hair, his off. hair off just so he could compete. Thank God he went on and absolutely slammed the guy and won. And just like, but you could see he just walked away and what should have been a great victory That's for so him. Horrific. He was so dejected and you could just see they had just ripped his soul out from cutting his yeah. hair. And that is that is what the natural hair movement is about. And that's like the real life where this yeah. is affecting like it's affecting their lives and their identity and who they are yeah. and their body. And you do read a lot about women in like black women in America who are in schools, for example, in secondary schools and go in with cornrows or braids and are told that's not acceptable. But they're kind of like, well, you're stuck between a rock and a hard place because if I have my natural hair and it's just out, that's not acceptable either. So yeah. they basically want them to either have a weave, like like a straight weave or to really like iron their hair back Look into like a, white a bun. Person. Yeah. Yeah, there was a thing two weeks ago where a, a hair care brand did an event and they had four different hairstyles you could get. Oh no. And one of them was Cane Rose. And, but they didn't call it that. They called it, this is the ghetto girl style. <gasps> yeah. Was this in America? Yeah. Yeah. And the girl had, she had the beautiful cane rows. Like, oh my goodness. Some people call them cane rows. Some people call them corn rows. I've got Kim some... Kardashian calls them Bo Derek rows. Oh, she does. Well, <laughs> yeah, they call it ghetto. This is the ghetto girl Oh my girl God, that's look, horrific. Isn't it? And that's, that's part of the whole thing. Are they cancelled now? I hope so. I do approve of people being cancelled. Like yeah. Graham Linehan and that curly brand. Who, who are your curly hair heroes? Like, who do we have to look up to on, so on TV or film, I'm talking about like more mainstream media. Okay. Because there's loads of people now that I'm discovering even this week, since I started hashtagging Curly Girl Method, I'm getting yeah. all these suggested accounts and I'm like, mm-hmm. oh my God, I didn't know these people existed. Actually. But um, who do we have? I did not know you were going to ask this question, but I literally only last night posted, post on my blog of who I'm following 
and loads of different curl accounts and for waves, for curls, for kinky, for coily, and why it actually doesn't matter what kind of curls they have, you can still learn from and connect with each of those people. In terms of on the telly, I do like a little happy dance every time I see someone curly. I'd say the biggest one that's probably on our screens that's kind of really come out lately is Rochelle Humes. Oh, where Saturdays she wouldn't even register, but because she's been on this morning, hasn't she? Filling that's in for what, Holly yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like right now, library. she's yeah, kind yeah, of yeah. like who you will see, and she did this whole thing of like, you know, my little girl who's a toddler is wanting straight hair, and she doesn't like her own hair because that's all she ever sees from me, her mum, and so I'm going to embrace mine so that she'll love hers more. Oh, cute! And that is a lot of why I did it as well because I was getting that same thing from my daughter because all she was seeing from me was straightening my hair, yeah, yeah. and she's got curls. So um, yeah, so she'd be like, "Why do I have to be stuck with this mom?" Yeah, also quite current, and I am not going to try to annihilate her name, but Phil, who's the head of the Irish Nurses and Midwives Association, who's all over the news because of the strikes, she's got fantastic curls. I do want How to like dare come in a you bit. bring up newsy current affairs when I have no idea what you're talking. I mean, I know about the Nurses and Midwives yeah. strike. So the, I know what's been going on. The head on, of that, but I don't know who the this news. person is. Her hair gonna, is fantastic. I was going to say. Natasha, what's her name? Is it Natasha Leone? Is that her name? Do you no, know who's I in Orange know. is the New Black and she's in Russian Doll? I'm, her, I'm getting her name wrong. Oh, okay. So that, okay. So we're going like Netflix. I'm going Netflix because I okay. don't have terrestrial channels. Okay. Um, like out of choice. No, not like, I'm not allowed to have those channels. So that was what it was like when I was young. Um, who is on that has... Oh. Like Juliana Margiles, Margiles, who was on The Good Wife. She has like yes. famously curly hair. Well, Andy which, McDowell and Minnie. Oh yeah, but, driver. But Juliana Margiles had a wig for the entire thing of The Good Wife because they basically said, and I'm paraphrasing, but I think I'm quoting because I'm pretty sure I read this somewhere. They basically said that she had unmanageable hair and that it would take too much time in the makeup chair and in the hair chair to get her hair to like to make her look like a high-powered lawyer. Yeah, Whereas I think nowadays, why can't she be a high-powered lawyer well, with exactly. curly hair? But I mean, I think in the time that The Good Wife was made. Probably very, very few curly haired women yeah. were wearing their hair curly to work. Yeah. Whereas now it's getting like more of us are doing more of us are in the Jess Lynn, Natasha Air. Natasha Leone 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 Leone. Okay, I'm not familiar. She's in um Orange is the New Black. Okay. And she's in Russian Doll. And she has like she's not doing the curly the curly girl method because her hair is a bit shit. Yeah. Like it's very like poofy. Yeah. Do you find now, and I know this happens to me all the time, and it is a thing for certainly newbies, where once you discover this and you see someone walking around with curls that you just feel like, sorry, I just wanted to, do you know about the curly curl? Because I really think that it can help you. Have you ever done that to someone? No, but it's, uh, I mean, I think, is that similar to like if someone that went to AA saw an alcoholic and was like, yes, hey guys. Yes, and I, well... Do you uh, know about no, the AA? No, because I think being an alcoholic is very different to like, having <laughs> yes. curly hair. But... <laughs> Like, in a way of like, I really think this could help you and help you sort your hair What I was going to compare it to was that I qualified as a personal trainer a couple of years ago. And now whenever I go to the gym, I see people doing wrong shit and it really pains me to not tell them. Even though I'm like, oh no, 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 I don't tell them at all. Like, if, if there was, I mean, hypothetical, vast hypothetical, if there was a woman with whom I got talking, maybe I would tell her that I thought she was doing something wrong. But I don't think there's a man in this world who goes to the gym and wants a woman to come over and say, you know, you're doing this wrong. Yeah, 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 100%. I mean, nobody wants anybody to tell them they're doing to it wrong doing the anything because you just want yeah. them to mind their own business. Yeah. But even like helpfully. Yeah. But I can't imagine being receptive to any man coming over and telling me that or a woman actually. Yeah, true. Unsolicited, I guess, I guess so. There's just some people where I'm like, if you only knew that, yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I've actually had people come up to me and... Like in a really nice... Uh, Touch like, your hair? Pa- well, no, the, touching the hair would be fine. They have like, oh, your hair's so nice. And then they pull it to see, am I wearing extensions or a wig? And I'm like, excuse me, ow. And like, that's just... Touching is on one level, like not okay. But to then like come in at me as if you're going to give me a compliment and then pull my hair. That's, that's so weird. It's, it's rude is what it is. Well, it is very rude. I got hair extensions for a while. Okay. A couple of years ago. The like, ones I, that they're like glue and clamp it to your like hair or the clip-ins no that they glue and clamp it i mean <gasps> like it has very small bonds that are yes. bonded to your hair with, with so yeah, I've glue heard. yeah um <laughs> and they were like down to my nipples it was amazing i'll actually post a picture not of my Isn't nipples that I'll the post goal? A picture of my hair when people say how long do you want to grow my your hair i always say i want it to cup around my boob the nipple length no, is the ideal no, length for me i want mine to be like 
I have to tell you my story about my extensions, but oh, I want mine to be just below my kind of collarbone. collarbone okay. I don't like having super long hair because I always feel like it could choke me in my sleep. Oh. If it like came to life. And I mean, it is curly, so thing. I mean, it's it could. two steps away from or, a rope. Yeah, or it could go into your mouth. Oh. Imagine, gross. <laughs> You're obviously not pineappling at night, Rosemary. I've no idea Or what sleeping in the buff. Is. I don't know what the buff is either. Anyway, yeah. look. Extensions. I have my extensions and I'm convinced that I was treated differently. But actually... Because you had curly hair? No, because I had straight hair. Oh. So the extensions were straight and they were long. Right. And I definitely like, one day I got in the bus and I didn't have the right bus fare or, or I think my leap card was, was empty and he just let me on. And, and that would never have happened to me before. Really? And I'm convinced it was because he was like, is it like a the nice girl. Like blondes a nice have more girl. fun. Straight hair people are more. I think it was because I had long straight hair and I look kind of gla- like long straight hair is kind of glam. Yeah. You know what I mean? There's kind of a glam yeah. association. Yeah. And then when I cut all my hair off, I had like an undercut on one side and I had kind of a. You did. Like going I over the that. front. Yeah. I think that a lot of people looked at me and assumed that I was gay. Okay. Because a lot of men at least five in the whole course of a year when I had that hair, <laughs> would talk to me really casually in supermarket queues. I know that sounds really funny, but no, like I, men, I exactly like men don't chat, chat to women in the queue of the supermarket, yeah. I think because they're afraid that you'll think they're chatting you up. Yeah. Whereas when I had my hair that made me look, or that p- perhaps people perceived that I was gay, mm-hmm. I got a lot more like, Jesus, this is taking ages, isn't it? Just I get chats. that as a mum. Oh, when you have your kids with you. So when I have my kids with me or like I'm quite active in my local rugby club and I absolutely adore rugby and I have long before people were winning grand slams and whatnot. Before it was cool, we get it. Before it it was cool. And there's a lot of people that will, you know, maybe not talk to a young single female, but for some reason, the fact that I have two kids with me almost makes you like safe and that like they can talk to me without any blurred lines or anyone getting confused or it looking like something it's not or things like that so I do know what you mean you know I was in the chipper the other night and I, I ran into a woman I used to know at school and we were chatting about something and she told me that one of the guys at work had shown her a sketch where basically the comedian was going there are two types of women there are women you want to fuck and there are moms And that kind of reminds me of that. They're all like happy to chat to you because they're like grand. Yeah, she's ruined. But that that is pretty much it. Like, you know, disclaimer: I do not think mothers are ruined. I do not think it is possible to be ruined as a woman. At this moment in time, I'd love to be called a milf. I'd fucking love. I'd fucking love to be called a milf. Yeah. Like somebody said to me not that long ago. I think like I was with my cousin and her kids or something, and they were like, "Are these your kids?" And I went. With this body, which is, which is a line from Mindy Kaling in, in her show, The Mindy Project, that she okay. used to be like, as if I have kids with this body, because she's kind of chubby. Like. And whoever I said it to just looked at me like, you are severely body dysmorphic. Oh. And I was like, it's a joke. It's a joke. Did you not get it? But also, no, oh. these aren't my wretched children. Oh, um, what's pineappling? Pineappling is basically... Something to do with the scrunchie. Yeah, the 80s scrunchies, they're all back in. But it's basically where you tip your head upside down and you wear a ponytail right at the top of your head that looks like a pineapple. Oh, that's what I used to have to do when I had extensions. So I had to turn my head upside oh, down, did. wind it into like a bun and then wrap it in a scrunchie. Okay, so don't wind so it not in a bun, bun, but up there. And oh, it's basically to keep the so volume, like, you, and so you don't flatten One, to help it. with root volume, and two, unless you sleep on your, like, standing on your head... All those curls at the top of your head are going to be protected at night, whether you sleep on your back, your front or your sides, because they're oh, all up there. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah. whereas uh, like my hair is too short to do that. So it I is. wake up and one side's all flat, ah, which yeah. I just have to have to deal with. What's the buff? What's what, what's buff? the buff? It is it's the, uh, the actual brand name of a product. It's Buff USA. Oh. It's those necktie like it's it's a tube of something like cotton jersey and you can wear it as like oh, like a ninja or like when you're out. Oh, I get you. you. Know, so like when, or when people thing. are showing off that they cycle real fast. Those people. Yeah. Or they're in Thailand and they've got seven bracelets down each arm and a toe ring and they've got these like neck things. So it's it's a, it's the neck thing and then it's to protect from pollution and then it's a headband and then it's a... Oh, Very that, versatile. Just Very like the KY versatile Jelly, multi-use. Product. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Another one is the Puff Cuff. Yes. That sounds very rude. It sounds very rude. And if you actually see it, it looks like a very you know borderline painful sex toy that is it was again made for afro hair literally honestly if anybody is not googling this at this point in the podcast i'll be <laughs> so surprised do. you know what i have one in my handbag i will take it out and of show you, you. <laughs> of course along with the lube 
And it's it's just a way of pushing up your hair that doesn't use a hair tie or a scrunchie or a ribbon to kind of not get a kink in your so hair. So hang on, you do up. you put the buff over puff, your pineapple? Puff, and buff. What? Puff, cuff and buff. Do you put them on at the same time? Yeah, so I pineapple with my puff cuff and then I put my buff on. <laughs> so I don't look sexy at night. This could well, be listen, why I'm still single. I but... already wear a mouth guard, so I'm like, oh, this is I can't true. ruin it. I've seen it. your stories. Between the mouth guard and the moon cup, I tell you. Oh, no, I haven't got the moon cup anymore. No, no more. That's... No more. No, but no, the no. The mouth guard does make me chuckle. So give me your tips. What are your top... Oh, yeah. So what are your top tips for curly hair, right? But this needs to be really specific. Okay. It needs to be like in two minutes or less. Okay. So I don't need to know... I mean, I know that people have different hair types and different hair porosity and we should all read the book. Oh, yeah. All, do, all the things. And but if you were giving blog. somebody... Yeah, of course. Of read curlycolleen.ie. Thank you very much. But if you were giving somebody like a very basic... Okay, here's what to do. Okay. Do everything upside down. It's the biggest game changer. Oh, with your head upside down. Do everything upside okay. down. Wash your... <laughs> Wash your hair upside down. Wash your hair upside down. Oh, I don't do that. In the shower. Oh my God. But I feel like the water just got my nose. No, it won't. Wash your hair upside down. It will. Apply all your styling products upside down. I do that. Diffuse your hair upside down. do that. Like, do not turn your head back up until you are dry. It should be wrecked. Turn the washer pressure on your shower down. It's pulling out your curl. If you think about it, you're in the shower oh. and most people stand with their backs to the shower and that shower, hot water and high pressure is hitting the top of the crown of your head and it's pulling out the curl pattern here. And the reason why my curl pattern back there is not as curly as here is because that's what I've been doing for months. So turn down the water temperature, turn down the pressure. Turn down the temperature as well? Just slightly. Like, what if you just really like a hot roasted. shower? Yeah, put your hair up in a pineapple and keep your hair out. <laughs> And shower your body with the hot shower. And then... And then do your hair upside down. Do your down. hair upside down. Everything upside down. Diffuse upside <clears> down. <throat> turn the water pressure down. Turn the temperature down. And then my absolutely goat styling combo. Greatest of all time. I only just recently discovered that. I'm determined to introduce it into my... To make my, that happen? Yeah. Goat. I don't think that's And this always blows on. people's mind. Two things. One... Plop after you diffuse, which blows people's mind. After you diffuse? Yes. Because if you think about Okay, well, like, we're going to have to explain so what plopping, plopping is. is. <laughs> plopping is. Plopping is. Why could I mean, I the, don't know. the lack of dignity in all of this. Why couldn't they come up with better words? I know. Plopping. The puff cuff. Yeah. The, the buff. buff. Uh, what the do you sleep in? The buff. And immediately no guys go No wonder we don't somewhere. feel like we can be professional career people. <laughs> this is true. So plopping is... Uh, it's a form of drying your hair and preserving its natural curl pattern. But you can also wet plop. You can wet plop. You can wet plop. I like a wet plop. You do love a wet plop, do you, Rosemary? Yes. That's fantastic to hear. So basically what you do is you take a cotton t-shirt or a towel because you don't put normal towels near your hair. Most curly girls have figured that out long before finding... I never had. You had not. Mm-mm. Wow. I've, okay. been ra- I've been wrapping it in my normal Oh, Lord. Towel. So you get a cotton t-shirt or a towel... And you lay it on the bed, whatever is just lower than your hip level, because it's going to make it easier that way. I know, we're getting very technical now. Very technical. Flip your hair over and plop your curls into the middle of the t-shirt or the cotton towel. And then you kind of fold it over so that it hits the nape of your neck. And then you take the sides or the sleeves, if you're using a t-shirt, and you tie it either at the back or at the front of your head. And that's plopping. But if you do it when it's wet, here's what I find. Your hair is soaking wet. It's full of product. And you're now squishing it and flattening it to your head. And your curls are stuck to your head. And they're never going to dry that way, nor are they going to look lovely. So what I do is you diffuse first until you're about 80% dry. And then plop for the rest. And your curls look amazing. Whereas what I have found with the wet plopping is, if I put product in my hair and then I wet plop just while I'm getting dressed for, yeah, so yeah, for like yeah. two or three minutes. So mm-hmm. I basically do that. I turn my head upside down but I put it in a shower cap. Yeah. So it's soaking wet Same. with all the product in it. That it almost seems to allow the product to disperse more evenly. So it's almost like okay. by gathering all my hair up together because sometimes I feel like when I put my product in I might have missed a bit or mm-hmm. and this just I feel like lets the product settle in the hair a little bit and yeah. then I'll diffuse it like two minutes later. Yeah, I think letting a product set in your hair for before you go straight into either diffusing or towel drying or all the various things that you can do definitely helps. Like you need to like give it a minute, like just slow down. But I didn't tell you about my goat combo. Oh, sorry. My goat styling combo. What? Sorry, what is it again? Greatest of all time. Okay. I've even put a tab on it on the blog because I'm, det- I'm that determined to, to make, make this happen. <laughs> yes. Okay. It is mousse 
followed by a gel. Do you mix them together? No. Oh. So I apply mousse first. If your hair's feeling really dry, go on ahead and leave some conditioner in or put a leave-in in. Then you put mousse in. And my absolutely favourite mousse that I've been using for almost 20 years, and I'm pretty sure I've put several kids through college, the amount of it I've bought is the Pantene Defined That's Curls. That's a very good mousse. Number five, not number three. It doesn't have enough hold. So put that in your hair. It's the pink one, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. And then on top of that... KY Jelly. Or a or. gel. Either or. But that combo works for me without fail every time. And everyone that I've said it to, they're like, oh no, but like mousse is like the 80s. Do you remember that? And it was all awful. I'm like, no, 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 no. You just, we were all walking around with crunchy hair and we didn't Mm. know you were meant to scrunch out the crunch. But the mousse and the gel gives the best frizz-free, juicy, clumpy ringlets that are defined and not puffy and amazing. And it hold for days. So that's my two things. And what gel do you use? I use a variety. In Ireland, Umberto Giannini Curl Jelly is a good one. KY Jelly, Buclem Curl Defining Gel. And if you're in the States or you can get it on Amazon, my favourite gel is Aussie Instant Freeze. And that's amazing. Why don't they do and they're that all here? curly girl friendly. I do not know because there are Aussie products yeah, yeah, of here. Course. But there's a whole range of Aussie products, like a whole that line we don't get. that we don't get. So annoying. Oh, like L'Oreal Pro Glow. Why do I have to go to Amazon to get that? Why can we not get it in all the other L'Oreal Literally stuff? don't. I have no idea what that is. Where can people read more about the very complicated thing that is the Curly Girl <laughs> Method, according to Gabriella? Okay. Well, one, get the Curly Girl Handbook on Amazon or Kindle or what have you that Lorraine wrote. Or go on my blog, curlycolleen.ie. That's my handle on Instagram as well. My name is not Colleen. It is not Kaylin. It is not Caitlin. My name is Gabriella. But because <laughs> You've I, done this before. Oh, <laughs> I did do a monthly reminder on my Instagram. Just, hey there, my name is Gabriella. Don't know if you know that. So curlycolleen.ie, Instagram or the website. Very good. Who is Lorraine? So Lorraine... Is Lorraine a real person? She is She's a like real person. She's like the Oprah of curly haired people. She, she is... She, yeah, she is. So Lorraine... <laughs> you don't sound sure. I don't know. Like, like, I just don't... I don't, like, oh, awkwardness. Of she, because of, it's because of the whole thing. It's, the reason some people get awkward is because is she a white woman that's telling oh. curly-haired or black-haired people how to look after their hair? Some people get quite tetchy about that. So that's oh. just why I'm a bit like... And the fact that Oprah is black, I just didn't want to make oh, sorry. the immediate uh, well, I mean, thing. Yeah. Is she the Gwyneth Paltrow of curly hair? The Gwyneth Paltrow, as in the she to, like Lorraine is to the curly hair movement as Gwyneth Paltrow is to jade eggs in your vagina. Right. Okay. Yeah, I guess she is. So she is a curly girl. She wrote the handbook and she set up Devashan Devashan Hair Salon in America, which was like one of the first to really like this is come here if you have curly hair. We know how to cut it and style it and wash it and cleanse it and condition it and all of that kind of thing. She set up Diva Curl. She was one of the co-founders of that. She always likes to say she has nothing to do with Diva Curl anymore. She's created her own technique of how to cut curly hair. And yeah, she now travels the world and is training up stylists of how to cut curly hair and how to work with it. She's got all that curly money. Mm-hmm. All that yeah. curly dollar. Um, I, I, I was going to finish there, but I, I have another question. Go. Have you been to the curly look? So I know Saulo from the curly look. I haven't been. So, sorry, the curly look is a salon specifically for curly hair, mm-hmm. who every single time I mention on my Instagram that I am, like I say anything about my curly hair, I get someone going, have you been to Salo? Okay. Have you been to the curly look? Yeah. Oh, I haven't. No, I haven't either. I've met Salo at events. Um, oh, curly events. Curly events. Oh my God, I want to go to curly events. Yes, please do. Let's go. I've met Salo. I haven't been to the curly look. There's hit, There's so there's the curly look in Dublin. There's also, which not many people know, the natural cut. Is it on Wick, is it Wicklow Street there down the back of Powers Court? Down there, there's the natural cut. <laughs> And Oliver in there, he's very good. He does curly cuts as well. Now there's Laura over in Ritz Hair Salon in Galway. Uh, There's another one and she opened only recently somewhere near Dublin as well. And I can't remember her name. I haven't been to any of them. I went... Do you cut your own hair? I do. I did it for the first time. I did it live on Instagram for my first ever Instagram live, drinking Malibu Uh, and Coke and having the chats. That sounds very irresponsible. The natural cut is on Wicklow Street. So I was right. Yeah, Fantastic. you were correct. Yes. So my hairdresser, who I've been going to for a decade, she actually trained with Oliver. They trained together. 
And she was like, do you know what? From day one training, he was very good at cutting curly hair. Oliver from The Natural Cut. Oliver from The Natural Cut. Okay. Yes. Saulo has been trained and is part of Lorraine Massey's... Uh, conglomerate is too big of a word but hairdressers that he was trained by her and he now assists her in training other he's drunk the Kool-Aid and now he's spreading the Kool-Aid, the Kool-Aid now selling it pouring yeah. it okay yeah. he's yeah. involved in the MLM involved. that is mm-hmm. not the, yeah. the curly curl method <laughs> yeah. um, there's also one I got a message the other day Niall Colgan hairdressing in Limerick and they have started I don't know there's something about they've started doing curls or they've started really focusing on curly hair I got a message the other day from a woman whose partner I think owns it and she sent me a picture of curly hair that they're doing and they're talking a lot about I would curly love cuts and looking after curly hair love to hear more about that so that's Niall Colgan hairdressing there on Instagram Niall okay. Colgan hairdressing I mean I'm, I'm sure they all are I don't want to shout out one salon over the other yeah. necessarily but I just was like oh that, that woman sent me a message about that so I should mention that as yeah, well of course Gabriella, thank you so much. Thank you so for much. For taking the time to come to my bedroom. You're very, yeah. <laughs> talk to me about your hair. Very bizarre, but oh, and, fantastic. Oh, and you brought me a gift that we, I also, did. Or we also are going to talk about. I which did. is a... A Curly Colleen heat cap, which I make and sell. At the moment, it's just through Instagram DMs and Facebook messages and emails and things like that. But it's basically a tool for deep conditioning your hair. And when you've, you know, when you go into a hairdresser's salon and they put Olaplex or some deep conditioner and you sit under a hooded dryer for an hour. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. This is like that, but it's at home. It's much more easy to use. It's reusable, reversible. You put it in the microwave, you heat it up, you leave your deep conditioner on, you put your plastic shower cap on over it, you pop your heat cap in the microwave for two to three minutes, turn it each minute, and then you put it on your head and walk around looking only gorgeous. glam as fuck. Oh, it's my actually God. really cute though. It looks like a kind of a vintage, a vintagey shower cap. Yeah, exactly. Which I like. Ex- like, well, there you go. I, and then so I have one of those. On. I have one of those swimming caps with the little bubbles. You know that they used oh, to wear wow. like doing synchronized swimming. Wow. So I'm into this whole vibe. Okay, okay. Okay. You're gonna love I, that then. I yeah. brought her to the pool the last time I went, and then I was too embarrassed to wear it. <laughs> you did like, you like walk out a little speedo. bit and then come back in. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, actually, so it's really hard to get my use your heat cap. Um, Whenever you deep condition, it basically what happens is heat opens up the cuticles of the hair shaft and helps the product that you have. She's chuckling, guys. She's chuckling. Uh, It helps the product really get up into the hair shaft, into the cuticle, so that it actually absorbs it rather than just sitting on the hair. Sitting on it. it. Exactly. And then take it off for the last like five minutes. You can leave it on there for up to an hour. Any don't leave anything on less than 15 to 20 minutes because it's not going to do anything take it off for the last few minutes just let your hair kind of cool back down a bit and then rinse it out and carry on your styling thing and you can use it every time you condition deep condition or apparently it's great for hangovers there you go it sounds it sounds fab I'm I'm looking forward to trying it so people can get that from you Curly Colleen curlycolleen.ie there's loads of information and highlights and stuff on my Instagram DMs and I bring out limited edition colour fabrics oh cute Um, yeah so like once they're gone they're gone very much so I try to buy in more when they're kind of like getting really popular certain colourways yeah you can get all the information there and I post and ship worldwide and they're handmade handmade by you in Ireland by me in my kitchen Okay, Trey Glam. Organic Irish grown flax seeds also and 100% cotton. Yeah. Oh my God, go. this is very fancy. There you go. Well, thank you so much for my cap and thank you so much for coming thank on my podcast. You. And thank you guys for listening to How To Be Sound. If you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts, it would be amazing if you take 30 seconds to give it a rating or even leave it. I just, I actually had forgotten. I hadn't even given it a rating myself. I gave myself five stars just through the day. Um, but you could also leave a review. I didn't leave a review because I was too scarlet. Uh, it helps other people find the podcast and it also gives me an ego boost, which sometimes I need. If you'd like to support me personally, there are loads of ways to do that. Use my link in the show notes to shop from Amazon. Also, you can become a patron on patreon.com slash McCabe for as little as $1 a month. And for that, you get access to the How To Be Signed book club. You get access to weekly money diaries. You get to read personal essays and very occasionally excerpts from my quote-unquote book that will hopefully be finished by 2050. And it also helps me to pay my producer, Liam Garrity, whose own podcast, Meet Your Maker, has just returned for its fourth series and is well worth a listen. And I'm not just saying that because he's here, like, staring at me. Subscribe to that wherever you subscribe to this podcast or you can check out meetyourmaker.ie. Follow me at Rosemary McCabe with an E in my Mac. Is anybody still listening? Is anybody out there (laughs) on Twitter and Instagram? And check out my Facebook page by adding a little one to the end of the Rosemary McCabe. And now... All patrons at the $6.66 level and higher. It used to be $3.33, but there were too many of them. 
humble brag, get the privilege of hearing their name read out by me at the end. You know, I robbed this idea from Sophie Hagen, right? Who has a really nice podcast called Made of Human. But what I hadn't realized is that because Sophie Hagen's Danish, there's kind of a novelty element to hearing your name read out by a Danish person because she can't pronounce loads of names and she gets really confused. And it's quite funny, whereas mine's boring. But anyway, thank you to Sean O'Hara, Marita Leonard, OCM, Elena Hogan, Katia Valadao, Gail, Sinead Fegan, Evie McBride, Sharon Lennon, Dolores Mee, Tara Flynn, Joanne, Rachel Kelly, Cara Murphy, Neve Nigan, Katrina Kennelly, Sandra Cashman, Kira Norton, Stephen Harding, Martina Janaki, and Helen Queeley. And I will catch you all next time. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm. 